Hello, welcome to IntelliCast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Brian Lamar. This is Brian Peterson. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Doing great. Summer's in full force. We have the heat wave. Maybe a break from the heat wave now? Oh, it's I beautiful mean, out. Tomorrow, it's not even going to get to 80 here, which is nice to see a break because my grass looks like what it normally does in like mid-August. Yeah. 50% dead. But- yeah. Yeah, summer's definitely here. I don't know what should we talk about today. There's not much going on. We're going to do a little news episode. Yeah. What's going on here? Uh, yeah. We'll no, do a little no. conference update, a little bit of news. Um, and then, you know, coming up, we're having a couple guests. We'll talk some data quality stuff very soon. Yeah. So, um, talk some conferences? Yes, let's talk conferences. I know we're kind of winding down <clears throat> the first half of the conference season. There's only yeah. two more left on the schedule until the fall. Yeah, um, I know. Um, well, there's some local events. I'll promote those too. We have a, an event in Chicago, which sounds fun. I'm not in Chicago, Detroit's first one, June 15th. It's our Insight Association chapter event. And um, it sounds really cool. It is on the Insight Association website under events under chapter, chapter happenings. Um, let's see. July 19th and 20th is Quirks in New York. Um, I'm not sure if we're going. But we'll see. We might. Let's see. Also, a chapter event in Indianapolis, August seventeenth. That's at Top Golf. I'll be there. I yeah. need to find somebody who wants to go with me. That's the Indy. That's the Indianapolis, correct? Yeah, our first Indianapolis event. And um, I'll be driving up that evening, going to Top Golf in Indianapolis. That'll be fun. So we need people to go. So if you want to ride with me, you can ride with me. Drive it up, probably. You know, leaving Cincinnati somewhere around 3, 3.30 or something. Sneak it out. Um, September 28th, that's yours. Chicago. Yes. Like marketing Day you go to every year. That's Insights. fun. Yes, Insights Marketing Day. Should be a good one. There is a good speaker lineup. We'll get into that a little bit later in the summer. Okay. We have lined up for it. Okay. Um, and let's see. After that, we have – there will be fall events for our chapter in Cleveland, Louisville, Minneapolis, St. Louis, Chicago. Our fall event is September 6th through 8th in uh, Minneapolis, which I'm really excited about, um, which will we'll actually, the tickets go on sale starting, but if you're listening to this, they're on sale. Here's a question for you. Are yeah. you excited for the actual event, or are you more excited that's in Minneapolis and you'll be in Prince's hometown? Both. I'm excited for the conference because it's, um, it's a big deal, especially for our chapter historically. Um, it's a big deal. And uh, so there's pressure there, but also I'm going to get there early and go see Paisley Park, mm-hmm. certainly. And so I'm still trying to get them to come speak, actually. Um, someone from Paisley Park, because Prince was really huge into diversity and inclusion, um, even way back when. He really promoted women and people of color um, from his very start. And I'm hoping someone from his foundation will come and tell that story because I think it's kind of cool and it's relevant. So that's September 6th, right? Let's see. Yeah, fall events, chapter events, Chicago, Louisville, Minneapolis, St. Louis. Um, then CRC, let's see, that's November 1st and 2nd in Chicago. Yep. In Halloween, we're doing an event, a chapter event there. So that'll be kind of cool because a lot of the national people and CRC people will be there. And then the only other one, I think, is this Inside Association Leadership event, which I wish I was going to, but I'm not. August 1st through 3rd in Chicago, which this, there's like four events. Just, everything's in Chicago, just like earlier this year. Honestly, 
Chicago is a good spot for it. It's centrally located. <clears throat> You're not sticking it on one coast or the other, making yeah. it's easy to fly into as you experienced earlier this week of trying to book a business yeah. trip somewhere that was having no good options. Chicago's yeah. easy. I mean, for us, we can drive or fly, but since it's a major airport and a major hub, there's flights all the time there from everywhere. So it's a good yeah. spot to have it. I would think the best spots. What do you think of the best spots? Uh, let's see. Chicago's definitely up there because of that. For the same reason, I would put Dallas. Um, and for the same reason, Atlanta. I put Atlanta just from <clears throat> my most recent experience with the Dallas airport. I would not put that. Well, you know, that's not every day, but yeah. No, that's not every day, but that's just based on my recent experience. Then you know, those are those are probably good centrally located locations for a conference. None of them have like, you know, a ton of pizzazz to them, um, but good locations. So, would you put Charlotte on that list too? Yeah. I mean, you're close to Atlanta, but yeah. you're also – there are a lot of flights to Charlotte. It has a lot going on. It has the similar vibes to maybe not as much as Austin, but similar. Yeah. Fast growing. You've got lots of, di- lots of diverse neighborhoods. It's a cool city. Yeah. Um, so that's all the conferences. We hope to see you there. Um, and events as well. And tonight I'm doing a wire event, but the, you know, by the time you're listening to that, you will not Hopefully there's good reviews. Um, That's only the Cincinnati event we have. We'll have another one in Cincinnati this fall with Inside Association, I'm sure. Um, So I guess we'll get the news. This is going to be a quick episode. Well, first, have people tell us what your preferred conference place is. Like, what's a centrally located one you want to see? Is it one that's already being used, one that's not? I feel like we go in waves, don't you? Like, I feel like – Atlanta was a spot for a long time. Everybody's going to Atlanta. SampleCon was there. IEX was there. Then Austin. Yep. Austin's been a hot spot. SampleCon was there, and IEX was there. Chicago's been a hot spot. Um, Vegas always has that fall conference, which they just announced um, later this fall. Um, a couple of Insights Association chapters are going there. I don't know. There's never. I feel like there's never conferences in Minneapolis, which will be there. Nope. St. Louis never gets them, uh, but Cincinnati seems to get them. We get them once in a while. Like we've had, I'm trying to think of ones we've had. We've had the local ones. We've also had an MRMW a couple of times. Yeah, but That's not necessarily any of the bigger <clears throat> ones. Even though it, it, Cincinnati is a hotbed of market research. Yeah, um, yeah, love to hear. Where else? Where should we go? What I, what I'm glad we're not going to is LA. That is an inside joke for everybody here. They were supposed to go to Los Angeles, but I just haven't, you know, Cincinnati, we have problems getting places because our airport is so small and it's just hard to get places. And LA is one of them. You got to spend a whole day getting to like Los Angeles on the West Coast and then a whole day coming back. I think that's just traveling from East Coast to West Coast. You're spending a day. I guess, but man, that's rough. These are first world problems I know. Um, you have that problem getting to Philly. I mean, yeah, that's, that's two weeks. states away. Now, Philly is not that far away and hard to get to. So it just stinks. Uh, but, you know, I get to go to a lot of places, and that's more than a lot of people can say. So I'm excited about it. Hey, by the way, we will mention this. It looks like Lionel Messi will be playing a soccer match in Cincinnati this summer. Yes. Uh, fingers crossed on that. Yes. Yeah, so, 
FC Cincinnati is our local team. They're in first place. They're like incredible this season. And then the semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup, which is the tournament for um, all the U.S. soccer teams. And they're the semifinals. They play Inter Miami. And they flip a coin basically to see who gets to host the match. And we won the coin flip. It's sometime in August. And it's possible that it's Lionel Messi's first game. And it'll be in Cincinnati. And that will be one hot ticket. They must have moved that to like Paul Brown Stadium to like the football stadium that holds 70,000 people instead of the one that holds 25. Well, and T and those games are, there are a lot of sellouts for those games already, but I think you're going to yeah. see a lot of secondary market ticket prices going up a la Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah, this will be, this will be crazy. Um, if you have season tickets and you're looking for like, Hey, I could use a little extra cash or maybe, Maybe I want to earn some money to pay for these off. You might get to a point where you might be able to pay a good chunk of your season tickets off by selling those two, selling that game. Yep. So that's local news. Yeah. Let's, let's go to more market research news. All right. First up, Forsta and Sint have partnered to integrate their two technologies with a promise to eradicate nearly all ghost completes or link jumper surveys by the end of June, which as you're listening to this is three weeks away. <laughs> Um, awesome. Uh, we have a force to contract and we are, you know, sent as one of our partners. We know them really well. And so this is good. I love the collaboration. I was talking to Mary Draper. We'll talk more about this. She's coming on a show here soon to talk about data quality, but, um, I think she would say, and I would say that we're disappointed at the efforts of the programming platforms. Um, there's a lot of work being done by the sample companies. There's a lot of work being done by the digital fingerprinting software companies like um, Research Defender and the Opinion Route and the other ones that are out there. And I think the programming platform is really another place where we could put another layer of security in. And so good to see Forrest partner with Scent to fight um, ghost completes. And not sure of all the details here, if this is every Forrest um, complete on their platform sent or not so i'm hoping that this collaboration expands and puts some pressure on the qualtrics and the intelli surveys and the jabunus of the world um, to do something similar because we all know that data quality can't be solved with one thing it takes a layered approach of uh, dozens of things and this is one of them so um ghost in place is probably a weird term for some people if you don't work in sample but basically when it's a I'll just read what they have here. A false record of a respondent completing a survey, also called link jumping. And so that we have weird complaints in your survey that you didn't invite somebody for, and they didn't have the ID, doesn't make any sense. People kind of manipulate the link, and it looks like they're a completed survey, whether or not. So everybody's been trying to fight this for a few years, and this is a nice next step. Yeah. That was a lot. I just talked a lot there. You, you did. I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, next up, the Insights Association's Data Integrity Initiative has now launched their new website, which includes info about the initiative, easy-to-find resources, industry news, and access to the Data Integrity Pledge. What do you think about that? Um, awesome, because number one, it's awesome. Number two, I was on the committee for this website. I didn't do anything. Um Alyssa one uh, from Full Circle Research did most of the work. She's the marketing person at Full Circle. She's awesome. 
and did an amazing job. It was a big effort. The State Integrity Initiative through Insight Association is fantastic. I would encourage everyone to download the Data Integrity Toolkit. Go to the website. I guess we'll link it in the show notes. Uh, and this is something we will be updating as a group very frequently because there are a lot of work streams. There is stuff happening every single day. Um, we're doing some other cool stuff. We announced it internally about um, some of the videos through YouTube that people put in how to scam surveys and how to do other things. So there's a proactive initiative to try to stop that, which is really cool. So kudos to the Association and the uh, Data Integrity Initiative. And there's a lot of people that many would consider to be competitors working to solve a lot of the issues. And um, it's just fun. Um, it's fun to work with people that smart, maybe have a different perspective, but kind of your peer and been doing this a long time. Just, you know, we have a lot of smart people in the industry and I don't think one person or one company is going to solve all our challenges. It will take a group effort and this is one of them and it's making progress. Yes. And we should mention that it's a lot of, it's volunteers. It is not yeah. maybe one or two people representing from the Insights Association, but it is a lot of volunteers from across a lot of companies. I know you and Mary are involved from EMI as well as associate producer Emma. She was helping Mary yeah. on some stuff. So it is a lot of people's volunteer efforts out, same as when you're on the boards of Insights Association or Y or any of that. It's more volunteer work. So just want to say thank you to everybody on that. Yes, it's well, and we're having um, a guest from the Data Integrity Initiative on soon. We'll have a few episodes with Mary and um, a couple other people that not in the MI, talk about quality and, you know, hopefully other people get involved and hopefully um, we make progress on improving survey quality. I think we will. There's a lot of cool stuff that's happening. Yep. Some more to come. And we kind of mentioned at the beginning, it is a bit, we see, we kind of joked that it was a kind of a slow news time. We don't know if it's summer lull or a calm before the storm, but in our last story, Sample Ninja has introduced a new mobile app that aims to improve the experience for panelists and address survey fraud. Yes, um, Sample Ninja, um, Tariq is awesome and uh, nice to have an app where panels can kind of, they host a lot of panels, they can host it on the app and that's where our industry is moving, making it easier for respondents to get to a survey, however they want to get there. And, you know, it's, they've only done this for a couple of years. And so it's really cool. More progress being made. Um, it'll, we don't talk a ton about respondent experience, and we should be talking more about it. Right. Um, and this will hopefully improve the respondent experience for people, and that will then hopefully grow our panel base and make happier people and more surveys. So a question for you on this and taking what Sample Ninja has done, turning a new mobile app. Why haven't more panels launched apps? Because, I mean – it's not like apps are new. Yeah. They've been around for four, five, six years. I mean, they're much more prevalent now than they have ever been, even with the launch of um, the iPhone and your Androids. Literally everything has an app now. I mean, there's apps to control your HVAC. There's apps I can turn on my lights. There's apps for my security system. There's apps if I need to change my, my fridge temperature. I mean, is it a little bit, are we a little bit behind the time on just this portion of technology? Um, that's a good question. Um, 
In some ways, yes. So this gets into a discussion, which I'll be talking about tonight at the wire event. <laughs> but um, so some panels are still more traditional with an email invite double to a survey and you can access your email on your phone, right? You just mm-hmm. click on a link. So it's, it's pushing the survey to the respondents. That's still rather very common. Others with the apps can kind of pull you to the survey by giving you a notification. You click on it and you would probably route it to a survey. May not be the one they originally invited you to, but something's available. Um, yes, it's not as prevalent. Only a few panels, I think, have apps. And I think that it could be a better respond experience for some panel members. For others, they may not want an app. You know, we all have, hmm. I don't know how many apps I have on my phone, but it's probably 60. It, Which, yeah, I probably count. I'm probably about the same. And, you know, do you want another app that's giving you pop-ups all the time? And, you know, some people, yes. Yes, I want every app possible. I want an Olive Garden app. I want a, I want a McDonald's app. I want the Wendy's app. Everywhere I eat, I want the points. I want the app, etc. Mm-hmm. Other people, you know, I don't want all this. And I just want an email. And so that's the beauty of marketing research and how panels are different, which you can talk about. Some people want the, I'll take a survey every couple of weeks, send me an email and I'll get to it when I get to it. Others are, I need my points. I will take one every day. I need the app. I'm going to go to the portal. I want an email invite. I want a text message. So maybe a little bit behind the times. Uh, I'm just thinking it from a technology perspective. Cause I mean, ten, five, 10 years ago, you were still talking uh, smartphone penetration percentages versus regular cell phones. I mean, you're in the high 90s now. It's very rare for someone yeah. to not have a smartphone. And it's those are they wouldn't they would fall into that category if they don't have a smartphone. It's not because a lack of availability. It's right. that they have made the conscious decision not to have one. Right. But it also seems like everything has the app, your games, your banking, your email. Every conference has an app. Every airline has an app travel this that i mean digital keys for hotels they, they don't even give you the pass key mark just use the app for the digital key everything yeah. has it it's just from that perspective it felt like maybe the focus for sample and panels maybe was on different portions of technology whether it's apis the automation the ai that kind of stuff and maybe this kind of was second tier thoughts of oh maybe we should have an app for our panelists Understanding um, that it's just another avenue for them to access. I don't think it's something they neglected. I really think it is different panels attract different types of people. And which is when we have diverse panels, some have an app, some don't. Some have a portal, some don't. Some send emails, some don't. Some send technologies, some don't. It, it probably is a good diverse strategy to get different types of people to take surveys, how they want to take it. Now, for an individual panel, you probably, in a perfect world, have all of those methods, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you're getting truly a very diverse group of people. If right. people only want to go to the website, take surveys, okay, we, we got you covered. If you only want to get an email invite, we got you covered. If you only want an app, we got you covered. If you want everything, we got that too. That's probably, in an ideal world, how it would work. But it just doesn't. I think some of the companies are like, my panelists don't care about the app. Mm-hmm. 
And but we know that a lot of people, especially younger people, which we have a problem attracting, want an app, and they they have an right. app. Like you said, they can't. Right. I can turn my lights off with an app. You know, unlock my front door with an app. My uh, my phone's probably more important than my wallet at this point. Yeah, absolutely. That's a bigger discussion. I'd like to hear people's thoughts on it. It's like the sausage of how panels are built and the sausage of how a respondent gets to a survey. It gets to, you can start going down this path and who knows where you end up. We can talk more about it. We should have more about what where the sausage is made series of podcasts about, hey, how are panels built? Hey, how do they get to a survey? What kind of quality measures do you have? How do they profile? I ultimately profile. What's an email invite look like? Like we can, I just named off six podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to think of it from the non-market research perspective, but just technology trends in this. I mean, yeah. there was everyone, a, a few years ago, I think that a lot of companies were doing it and then a lot of them backed off. And I'm just thinking like you also have developing nations too. If you're following that technology track, they're skipping the desktop PC laptop phase and going from nothing to mobile yeah and that would cater to that group where if i don't have that and i'm trying to attract in that in those markets well it seems a little dumb not to have that if that's the avenue people are accessing the internet with yeah yep so all right we went down a bit of a rabbit hole on that one i'm gonna blame that on me so they also do we're we going to talk about Lionel Messi all day long. Well, um, we did for like 10 minutes prior to hitting record. That's right. Well, we'll be talking about data quality soon. If you want to be a guest on the show or you think we should be talking about a topic, you can be any topic, let us know. Reach out to us, especially if you want to be a guest. We'd love to have you. If you have a different opinion than we do, love to have you. We'll bring you right on. If you're one of those people that come up with the names of these new companies, we'll bring you on. <laughs> the challenge is out. Anything else, Brian? I think that's it. All right. Have a great um, week or weekend, whatever you're listening. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.